you, Nina here. You are officially listening to Triggered Can We Play With That wherever you get your podcasts. We're also now on YouTube. So if you want to catch the video, head to YouTube, look up Triggered Can We Play With That. And hopefully you're already following me on Instagram at drama therapist Nina. Because without further ado, welcome to the next episode. It is Minority Health Month, okay? We are really focusing on exploring what that means, certainly in myself as a Latina, and perhaps in you as any sort of minority, whether that's racially, ethnically, socioeconomically, gender, sexual orientation, I could go on and on and on and on with different ways that we are diverse and beautiful human beings in this world, exploring right minority health and what that means. So the topic of today is going to be exploring how to move from powered to empowered in your relationships with your children or with your parents, okay? This has been a really big theme lately because a lot of us are talking about how do we decolonize parenting? How do we decolonize our engagements and relationships with other people? How do we say, if you're like decolonizing, I don't even know what that means. Let me tell you, how do you liberate yourself from the idea that it's okay to oppress another human being? And if you're still listening in and you're like, okay, now Nina, what's that mean? Take a breath. How do you have healthier relationships that don't involve putting yourself down and putting other people down? Quite simply, that is what we're leaning into today, okay? So how do you have healthier relationships? You listen in, you lean in, and you keep listening in for what I'm about to tell you because we are about to give consent, you and I, to listen and play with a very particular thing. Now, it's not going to be everything that we could possibly talk about when it comes to parent-child relationships, whether you're an adult or whether you have children, right? Whether you're it's your, about your parent or you being a parent, okay? This episode is going to speak a little bit to both. It's got lots of skills in this episode, okay? So what I really want you to do is grab a journal or a really good friend to dialogue with what comes up for you in this episode. Okay. There's at least five skills that I'm going to drop. I know it's like, wow, but you've got this. So without further ado, get your journal, get your friend. And you know that I am curious. Are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. All right. So story time already. One of the biggest topics that I end up speaking with people about is, of course, powered versus empowered moments. And if you know nothing about this, I will give you the quick in a nutshell version. A powered interaction says that my way is right and your way is wrong, or that I think that I'm somehow better or worth more than you, right? That you are somehow lesser, right? That's a powered dynamic if I am engaging in that way. 
And empowered dynamic says, you know what? I think we're both valuable, inherently worthy human beings who just have different ideas. And I want to be able to find a bridge because I deserve to not be harmed. And you also deserve to not be harmed. So how do we build a bridge? Maybe this involves changing ideas. Maybe it does not, but it certainly involves bridge building. Yes. So the reason why I bring up powered versus empowered is because today we're talking about it. We're talking about empowered parenting and being empowered with your parents. And here is the story, because again, this episode is for anyone who may have children and they're trying to discover a more way to empowered parent. Or if you still have parents here with you on this earth and you are trying to find a way to engage with them in a more empowered way. And here is my story. So I'm a mom. I've got a little E, a little mini me. And uh, one of the things that I will hear when I am out and about with her is how close people recognize we are, how she's so expressive, how she's very good, even, you know, sharing how she emotionally speaks. And a lot of that, I believe, is because of the way that I engage with her, right? Now, this is to say that it's, you know, I'm trying to intentionally engage with her in an empowered way, which means something that I also hear from people is when my daughter tells me no. They're like, oh, hell no. My kid would not be telling me no, 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 uh uh-uh, that's enough, right? (laughs) I will hear this. And so they'll look at me and I'll get the look and they'll be like, "Mm, she tells you no, huh? Got to work on that. And I will take my own breath in and I will educate, right? I will use this potentially hard conversation as an educational moment, right? As a teachable moment. And I will say, actually, I really engage with, with E in a very particular way. And I really try to be empowered with her. And here's the reality. If I were a powered parent, When my child tells me no, I'm going to say, you know what? I know that I'm right. My child must be wrong because they're not agreeing with me. And I'm going to do what it takes to let them know that they were wrong so that I can get my way, right? That's a very powered parenting way of engaging. Does it mean you never engage in that way? Not necessarily, right? But we're so used to engaging in powered ways, many of us, from how our parents taught us and how their parents taught them, that we don't even we can't even conceive of what it means to empower, engage with someone. So instead, when I'm engaging with my daughter, I go for that empowered, empowered stance. And I say, you know what? My child has not lived 30 something years like I have. She has not gained an incredible amount of skills to emotionally self-regulate like I have. Her brain has not developed to the point that my brain has developed. You know what? We have not had the same experiences. So I am going to understand that we are coming from different, not inherently worth more or less, just different parts of how we see things, right? Different worlds. And now I'm going to try to build a bridge. So my child is absolutely permitted to tell me, no, she's living in a whole different world, right? She's got a whole different set of experiences. So when she says no, it is because she genuinely believes that this is not going to benefit her. And that's why she should say no. 
right? She has potentially limited knowledge. She may have, in fact, more knowledge about something that I don't. I may think that it is in my child's best interest that she eat those mushy carrots that mommy made. And my child may absolutely feel that it is not in her best interest to eat those mushy carrots that mommy made. Why? I may think, oh, she doesn't know what's good for her. There's vitamins and there's goodness and nutrition. And what is it really? Maybe she has an upset stomach. Maybe she genuinely does not like the taste of carrots. Maybe they taste like puke in her mouth. Would I want to eat something that tastes like puke in my mouth? I sure as heck would not, my friends. So why would I force her to do something like that, right? So I want to teach my child how to engage in an empowered way, which means occasionally she gets to say no. Now, I also want to explore why is it that she's saying no to the best of my ability, but the reality is I am not living within her brain, her body, her spirit. I am not within her. I do not know 100% what is best for her 100% of the time. This makes sense? So even if you're not a parent, right? I can imagine some of you other like, well, I don't have kids. You know, why should I even be listening to this episode? Hold the phone because- When you engage with an empowered way with your child, the same skills can be used, it turns out, with your parents. So yes, what I'm doing when I engage in an empowered way with E is I'm teaching her how to respectfully be able to tell an adult no. You think that might be important to be able to tell an adult no, to be able to set a boundary with respect for yourself and for the other person? I think that's important. If you're not sure why that's important, I want you to hit me up on Instagram, okay? We'll talk about it. But if you're good to go, let's talk about how you use the same skills with your own parents because since the overturn of Roe v. Wade, which is not what this episode is gonna be about, but since that moment, every day, and I am not exaggerating, every day that I have had a client, I have had a thematic need for the client to be able to process their thoughts around being a mother, their thoughts around not being a mother, their thoughts around other people being mothers, and their thoughts about their own mothers, okay? Every day I have had that role pop up over and over and over again, different expressions of what it is to be a mother. And we can even widen this out there, right, of what it is to be a parent or a caregiver or a guardian when it comes to how do I now as an adult set an empowered boundary and have empowered confrontations and empowered moments with my own parents, with my own mother, and how do you do the same? So I told you the story with E, but now here's an adult story. Yes. So I'm a grown person. You is probably a grown person too. Okay. And one of the things that I heard this past week bizarrely, just like universally bizarrely, was multiple people sharing struggles that they had with their own mothers, right? Multiple adults sharing how they had issues with their adult mothers. And in more than one case, we had this scene, and maybe you've experienced this. So think about your own relationship with mom or your parent, your caregiver, right? The moment where you are trying to say, this is how you live your life. This is how I organize my home. This is how I cook my meals. This is how I clean our spaces. This is how I um, order our food, right? Whatever the case is, you're trying to say, this is how you do it now. And your mother, parent, caregiver is sitting there telling you, Mm-mm, that's not how it should be done. Or, oh, I just raised you better. Or if I were you, I would do it this way. Or that's just wrong. That's not how, that's not how you're supposed to do it, right? 
all of the ways that we are very much in a powered way told, I know how to do it and you do not. Despite the fact that you may have been cleaning your home that way for years and it's worked for you, right? You may have organized chaos in your home. You may say, you know what? I know this type of organization doesn't work for me, but it's mine and I'm okay with it, right? Whatever it is that you say, we're having different experiences as opposed to I'm having a lesser than experience because I'm not doing it the way you would want me to, mom. So same thing, powered confrontation, powered ways of engaging, say somebody is right and somebody is wrong. So here, mom, parent, caregiver is saying, yeah, you're wrong. You're not doing it the right way. Just so you know, you know, you could do it however you want, but it's wrong. It's not the right way. Right. Versus, oh, maybe you decided there's a different way to do this. Maybe you found something that works in a more beneficial way for you in your environment, because here's the reality your mom, parent, caregiver is no longer with you. And the reality has always been, they are not within your body, not within your spirit, not within your head, right? In your emotions. So how do you talk back to your parent now that you're a grown person? (laughs) Here we go. So psychoeducation, we've got the story here. It's set up there's going to be an issue here. Now, how do we flip from powered to empowered? You have to recognize at first what the power dynamic is. It says that someone is right, that someone is wrong. And then you have to say, I am willing to not just flip roles here, which is what a lot of people do. Raise your hand, for example, raise it high. If you have gone off on your parent, if you have yelled at them, cursed at them, raised your voice at them, excluded them, avoided them. If you have emotionally engaged with in a way with them that suggests that they are not worth just as much as you, raise your hand. Welcome to powered engagement, right? Now, is it mean, again, I'm going to keep saying this, is there never a time to use empowered engagement? No, sometimes there are moments where you will use a powered engagement. But for this episode, we're focusing on empowered engagement. So How do we switch this and say, you know what? I want to be able to, as an adult, tell my parent, caregiver, right? Fill in the blank that I want something a particular way or don't want to share something a particular way, whatever this thing is that you want to set a boundary on, but I want to do it in a way that respects them as a being and respects myself as a being, because here's the reality. I want you to be able to own your truth without oppressing yourself and also without oppressing the other individual. Okay. How do we do that? Empower dynamics. So here we go. We're going to flip the script on this and I want you to play with it. When you work in an empower dynamic and you are trying to confront someone, here are the steps to doing it. Step one, I want you to validate their truth. Okay. Step two, I want you to validate your truth. Okay. So it's them first, then it's you. Step three, I want you to ask for what you want as a statement, not as a question, but as a statement. Okay. Fourth thing that you do, you can ask if they understand where you're coming from and why it makes sense that you've said this. Okay. But we're going to focus, 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 focus. We're going to focus on those first three. Okay. Those first three steps. Step one, again, validate their truth. Let's say mom walks in, walks into your home and says, oh my gosh, you know, this place really needs some organization. Just, you just need to have me come in and just fix it up for you. It's just so clear. You don't know how to organize, right? So here you have the table has been set, right? And you're like, "Mm, you know, 
do I want to accept that? Wow, it really doesn't make me feel good. Oh, that's a reason to confront something right there. Ding, ding, ding. Let me repeat that. If someone engages with you in a way that makes you feel lesser than, even if it's not their intent, if the impact is still that it makes you feel like you are lesser than or like you are wrong, can we flip the script and say, wait a minute, I don't need to accept that narrative. This may be a powered engagement and maybe I can empower it. And here's what you do. You would validate their truth, right? Oh, I could totally see how you would think this is disorganized, right? They would agree with that. You would agree with that. That's their truth. They already think that it was disorganized, but period there, right? I could see how you think this is disorganized, period. Second thing you're going to do is validate your truth, right? I have found that this is where I'm at when it comes to organization period. Maybe it's not where you want to be. Maybe you're not happy with it. Maybe you are happy with it, but whatever your truth is, own your truth in that moment and put a period at the end. No ands or buts or because, and let me explain. You don't need to explain yourself. You as a grown person. Okay. So in this moment, you are going to, again, validate their truth. I could see why this would be disorganized to you. Validate your truth This is what's working for me in this moment, right? Or even this is what's not working for me in this moment, period. This is where I'm at in this moment. There's the truth, okay? Period. Then what's your ask? Uh, So I need you to accept that this is where I'm at, period. Or here's another one more direct. So we don't need to talk about it, period. Or here's another one. So thank you for your concern, but it's not needed, period. Whatever your ask is as a statement, say it with your confidence, knowing that you have validated their truth. It makes sense to you that they would see this as disorganized. They're a different person. Validate your truth. This is where I'm at when it comes to organization. That's just the facts of it in that moment. Doesn't mean it can't change, but that's the truth of it in the moment. Third line, ask as a statement for what it is you need. So I need you to respect that right now. This is where I'm at, period. Whatever your ask is, that's what you want to ask. This is how you own your truth without oppressing someone else and without oppressing yourself. Does this make sense? I certainly hope it does. So we're nearing the end of the episode and I'm wondering what your takeaway is. I've spoken with you about what it is to raise an empowered child to understand that if you want them to, here's a metaphor coming, if you want them to have the skill in their toolbox, the card in their deck, okay, of cards, of things that they can use to engage in a more effective way in their life. If you want them to be able to respectfully say no in their life, you must give them the opportunity to learn how to respectfully say no. If you always require that somebody engage in your way, you are not giving them the opportunity to develop more flexibility, right? It's great to be able to say yes when things are great and healthy for everyone, but you know what we really need practice with? And I'm sure you would agree. How many of us struggle to just say no, not even in a rude or intense way, just no, thank you. I'm not interested. It's not a good time or just plain no, period. It's a card that can belong in the deck. And oh, my friend, you can bring it into your own deck if your family didn't give it to you. 
You can put it in your child's deck if you haven't yet given them the opportunity for it. And here's the shocker from this last story. Just like I said, you can even try to put a card in your own parents' deck. You can try to give them that card. Does it mean they're going to take it? Not necessarily. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? But write this next line down. Control what you can control. And here's the reality. I cannot control my child. I can't. I can try. I can be really demanding. I can put her in a box. Not literally, hopefully, right? A metaphorical box. I can do that. Sure. Is that going to be the most beneficial thing for her down the road? Or am I now teaching her how to belong in a box? Same thing with your own parents, your own caregivers, the people you care about in your life, because let's be real, this does not just limit itself to children and parents. This is every relationship you ever have can have more empowered engagements, but you have to give yourself the opportunity to engage in an empowered way. You have to give other people the opportunity to engage in an empowered way. It doesn't mean that they will, but what it does do is it guarantees that you have controlled what you can control, which is what you're bringing to the table. That's it. Bring to the table your most empowered self, the part of you that has as many cards in your deck as possible. You've got to be able to play different options with different people in different arenas. And the reality is if you don't have a card to pull from your deck, you're going to feel like you're lacking. You're going to feel like something is missing and like you don't know how to handle something. That same metaphor, that same card deck metaphor of the skills that you have, your family is going to, the minute you are born, you are going to have a certain deck of cards. It's resources. It's the resources and skills that are available to you, right? You've got your deck of cards here. But as you get older, you can get rid of cards. You can add cards. Some of the cards in your deck are going to be burned, torched, cut up, tattered, right? It's never too late to add some cards to your deck so that you can have more plays in your life, right? Greater flexibility. And here's something I just said to somebody this week, you have to know when to fold. If you're trying to engage in an empowered way and somebody just keeps toxically putting you down, putting you down, putting you down, here is my last skill that I want to offer you beyond knowing when to engage in a powered way, beyond knowing when to engage in an empowered way, beyond knowing how to do that empowered confrontation that validates them, validates you, and also sets that boundary to ask beyond all of these things and controlling what you can control. Beyond all of those things, if you've done all those things and you still feel like you are on a toxic merry-go-round in a relationship in your life, my invitation to you is to know when to exit. Know when to exit stage left. You don't have to say on the stage when it is toxic and it's not benefiting you and it's not benefiting them. Sometimes the best thing that you can do is exit the arena. Know when to exit. Now, I know that we could do a whole episode on how do I exit, Nina? When do I exit? When's the right time? But I've really given you an array of different things to think about in this episode. And I want you to take that time right at the beginning. I said, get a journal, get a good friend to dialogue with what stood out to you in this episode. Because for those of you who like a bit of self-exploration, you know that I want to leave you with a thought for the upcoming week. Take a moment right now to pause, to take a breath, 
and to settle in and ask yourself, what am I taking from this episode? Is it a need to look at more powered moments? Is it a need to know when to engage in an empowered way? Is it a need to think about what skills do I have in my deck versus what needs to be taken out, what needs to be added? Is it asking myself when and how and where do I control what I can control? Or is it, number five, right, knowing when to exit? Such a valuable skill, knowing when to exit. So that is what we planned for today, folks. Thank you so much, so much for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human being. And if this has been helpful, anything from this episode has been helpful, and you would like to support Triggered Can We Play With That, the best thing that you can do for us and for you is to share the episode. Share the episode, get more information on whichever topic it was. Hit me a DM on Instagram and say, Nina, where can I find more info? Comment on it below the post, the video, right? Whatever it is that helps you continue to lean in and do the work that needs to be done. Okay. Okay. All right. I am done talking folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And otherwise stay curious. Mm -hmm.